Hi there, homeschoolers. This is Aurora from Supercharged Science, and today we're gonna to talk about how to be a successful scientist and engineer. Now, if you've got a kid who's crazy wild about science, you know these kids. She's constantly taking apart the toaster, the microwave oven. They've, he's constantly got his microscope out and he's looking at all the dead bugs on the windowsill. They're putting the materials you have in the, in the junk drawer together in new and interesting ways. Maybe they're bringing more stuff into your house than you would really appreciate them doing. And your house is starting to feel like, uh, maybe one of those science museums at, where you've never seen the fan hooked up to the toaster that way before, <laughs> yet it keeps your pancakes at the perfect temperature, you may have a scientist on your hands. Okay, so <laughs> even if they're only in the younger grades now, it's important to start thinking about, okay, what are the characteristics that I can help develop in my kids that will serve them in the long term if they're really serious about this career in maybe science and engineering later in life? Okay, so what are the best tips from top engineering companies that they notice most about that's common with most of their successful engineers. That's really the question I was asking myself today when I was thinking about this topic. And here are the five that I wanna share with you. First tip, great engineers define their goals. So successful engineering projects don't just happen by luck, they're strategically planned and they're figured out. So by teaching your kids how to define goals as you do your science lessons together and as you work through them to keep them focused and moving in the right direction is really gonna serve them long-term when their projects get bigger and more complicated. Again, if you've got younger kids, don't take this one too seriously, but just start to think about how to do project planning and defining their goals early on. This can come in, suppose you've got a kid who's starting to get frustrated with something they're doing, it could be as simple as asking questions like, well, tell me more about what you're trying to do here. Just having them outline and verbalize what they're doing and articulate that, just the act of that articulation can really help them learn how to define those goals later on. Okay, second tip, amazing engineers, they're constantly learning and growing. <laughs> they don't just uh, check off the box at the end of the day and say, yep, I'm done. No, they're curious for life. They want to keep up with the latest technology, innovations. They're constantly curious about the world around them and what their friends are up to, and they don't stop there. They also work on being a better team player. They work on their communication skills and their relationships with others, as well as their presentation skills. I and mean, how do they communicate all those great ideas they've got rattling around inside their head? So this starts when they're young, by the way, and just by asking questions at the end of your child's day saying, hey, what was great about today? And just getting them to start to verbalize things and to share that excitement with them can be something easy that you can do with your kids. All right, third tip, engineers, they don't just live in a box, inventing and designing whatever they want and hoping somebody someday will find it useful. No, they actually get themselves educated in business. They learn how to work from a business perspective, who, which also will help them even more in solving real world problems. So for example, your kids might be in the lemonade business, right, for years. And later, that will serve them in marketing, that could be for fundraising for their school. So learning what the customer wants and figuring out a way to get it to them is going to be a useful skill rather than just creating whatever they want and hoping somebody someday will find a use for a toilet that flushes using a laser beam, for example. So <laughs> keeping an eye um, and just having some acuity on what the audience is interested in and whether that audience is actual customers that are purchasing 
purchasing your product or the boss that you're going to have to sell a pitch to of a project that you really want to work on. So both of those skills are really going to be important. Okay, skill number four, or tip number four. Top engineers not only embrace change, they're also not too set in their ways on on the being just their way to do the thing. So you'll find these types of engineers that are more successful, they're flexible, they're optimistic. They seem to constantly ask a string of questions. They also do a lot of listening, both with their managers, their coworkers, and they really try to understand the bigger picture. And overall, successful engineers are typically happy. So how can you use this with your kids today? Well, if your kid is really set on doing something a certain way, you can ask them this simple question of like, well, okay, that's a great way of doing that. Is there another way you can come up with? Or maybe three other ways. This comes out in, for me and my family with books. Suppose we read a book and we really don't like the ending. You know, suppose they killed off all the main characters. I hate it when they do that, right? You get to know them, you like them, and then boom, they're gone. So what I've done with my kids is I've said, you know what? Typically, writers will come up with more than one ending, and really good writers can actually come up with 10, 20, 25 different endings. And so I will challenge my kids, what are some other endings that work with the storyline? So it gives them another option. And so in, your, um, in the example of the world of science, you can actually ask them, well, what else could this gadget do? What else could we use this set of resources for? So it starts to get them to open up their mind and open up their hands. So they hold their idea with what I call an open hand. So they're able to let go of that idea and allow other new ideas to come in as well because their hand is open and they're, they're flexible. So this can be challenging for certain kids if they're really used to getting their own way or if that's just their personality. So this could be something that you work on them, especially when they're younger. Okay, and the last tip I have for you today, best engineers are not only role models for the rest of us, but themselves have adopted strong model, role models and mentors for themselves along the way. They spend their time helping others. They're in school programs. They're in young adult mentorship programs because they know their contribution matters and making a difference is important to them. And by the way, that's one of the secrets that they've told um, in, in this interview that I've done with them that they shared that I'm actually happiest when I know that my work makes a difference to others and I'm helping somebody. So they're also, so it's important that they mentor others, but also that they have mentors their entire life. So setting up that mentorship, that guidance, those coaches that are in your child's life are so important. And it's just as important as peer group, which we'll get to in another episode. But take a look now, who, are your, who is your child learning from? Who are they spending a lot of time from? What kind of characteristics and what kind of traits are they learning from them? And what kind of study habits? What kind of curiosity about the world? What kind of attitudes are they learning from the people that they're really spending a lot of time with? If your kid is in front of a TV or media, they are also picking up messages constantly. And so for me, I've had to really make a shift for, from my kids watching a lot of television and a lot, playing a lot of video games that were violent because that gave the message of, well, you better destroy or be destroyed. That's not how the real world works. I wanted them to learn about cooperation and that we're all in this together. And so putting them in situations where that message was the top message that was coming across was really important. So one last little 
tidbit I want to leave you with is incredible engineers are focused on long term. They're not after these one time hits. You know, every overnight success was at least 10 years in the making. So successful scientists and engineers, they understand it takes time to build strong, happy careers and to have a healthy, sustainable life. And really, that's what we're doing when we're homeschooling. We're taking it one step at a time. And because we're so focused on one child or a couple of children or at a time, however many you're teaching at one time, um, it's easier. You can get a lot more done than a typical teacher in a classroom. And so you can get more done with less time, which means you have more time to work on even more projects and just spend more time with your kids. You just get more of everything. So yeah, I know you're in it for the long term if you're a homeschooler, so welcome. <laughs> and if you're enjoying this, I just want to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. Thanks for supporting your child's education. You know, if you enjoyed today's session, please share it with a friend. I appreciate you taking the time to seek out resources like this one to provide your kids with the very best education that you can. So again, thanks for listening to today's session. I hope you'll subscribe so we can spend more time together. I hope this has brought you fresh ideas, new inspiration, and the things you need to keep your kids' education moving onward and upward. And feel free to reach out anytime. I am at aurora at superchargedscience.com. You can also find science classes and complete science curriculum programs in physics, chemistry, biology, astronomy, engineering, and so much more on my website, which is www.superchargedscience.com. Thanks, and I'll see you in the next session.